right. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening to The Bantering Bards. I am your host, Stephanie Mack, or the people sometimes call me Steph. And I am here with my good Judy, the other host, Jason Mack, or JJ, as I call him. Yellow. Um, so our podcast discusses all things Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop, RPGs, um, but it's not limited to, to those things. Nerdy topics, yes. movies, TV. Yes. Some sports. I'm talking Star Trek, Star Wars. Captain's Log. Stardate. <laughs> um, I'm also a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Like, I'm the biggest probably nerd of that. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That is your, that is your alley. Yeah, because I'm an ally. Ooh, ooh. Um, yes, as we all should be. Yes. Um, you should know we are very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was told not to curse a lot, so I will abide by those rules every now and again. Yeah, I'm sure I'll break those rules, too. Yeah, well, of course. Um, so, yeah, do not do not let the children listen, probably. Yeah, I would say no. Um. <laughs> Maybe just vet the episode before. <laughs> um, okay, let's tell the people about us. Jason, yes. what do you want the people to know about you? Uh, I am uh, old ass, old as balls. and okay. um, But I got into Dungeons & Dragons late. and uh, We're late bloomers. Yeah, absolutely. Always nerdy, though. You know, always a big fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, things of that nature. Um so uh, this is fun. Uh, met when uh, I met you, I found my soulmate, someone who can enjoy nerdy things with me. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah, now we watch a lot of uh, nerdy things and discuss nerdy things and play nerdy games. And um, yeah, oh God, we really do. Yeah, now we're doing a nerdy podcast. <laughs> so, yes, Let, that's we've unlocked level. Oh, hi, um, that is our cat. Quinilla, aka Quinillis, aka Girl. Um, yeah, sorry, you're gonna definitely hear our animals because we were like, oh, should we like go in this soundproof room? And we're like, no, that is not us. And we love our animals, they're a big part of our lives. Uh, and they're um, a big part of uh, everything we do, so they will probably pop in on the podcast unannounced. Yes. Um, about me, again, huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Going to work the world tour on Wednesday, which I'm real excited about. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? I love today is September 4th, 2022. When I'm listening to podcasts, I would wish I wish that they would say, say the date more often because sometimes they make references and I'm like, God, what year are they in? Like, what are they talking about? Yeah, um, you always got to go back to Yeah, you have to go in and click and, and do all the things. in your car, you shouldn't be looking at your phone like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to make it easy on y'all. Because um, I know we have just like thousands upon thousands of listeners. <laughs> 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 Shout out to uh, the family and friends listening to this right now. Thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to the two people who pushed me to do this. Mostly my wife, you, Steph. Oh, yeah, we're and, married. I guess um, we should say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't then, figured that out yet. Uh, yeah, and then oh. uh, my best friend Adam was also on me always asking me when we were going to first record this and get it 
uh, posted. So thank you, Adam, for keeping me on task. Shout out to Huff Daddy. Um, what else about ourselves? Uh, well, I'm an engineer. I design and build injection molds, and I'm a machinist, so I can machine them myself. Um, uh, yeah, do a lot of fun making of plastic parts, um, laid up carbon fiber parts, things like that. Um, mostly propeller blades for aircraft, UAVs, and boats. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. I've been doing it for 10 years now. Yeah, that's a long time. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I am a student, graphic design, which I'm really excited about. I've changed my major eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably the last one because I think you have oh, found this your is, niche. I have found my calling finally. And the funny part is I've always done graphic design in all my jobs. I don't know why it took me this long, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um. So I'm also starting a candle business, which I hope some of you will buy my candles. Sassy Hall of I am looking to launch in the next week or so, maybe sooner. Um, child, put your phone on silent. We do not <laughs> need the ringing up in this podcast, okay? Jeez, amateur hour. Um, so graphic designer, candle maker. Is that all I do? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's not all you do, but that's okay. No, I'm one of those people who do, like, impulsive hobbies. I have, like, a new hobby every week. Crystal collector. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a huge crystal collector. Um, yeah. Yes, you believe in the power of uh, the earth and nature and crystals and those things. <laughs> I'm a little bit hippie. Well, we went on a walk this morning, and I was like, oh, I'm going to ground. And so I started grounding, and or earthing, as it's called. It's, you know, you're barefoot walking through grass trying to connect with Mother Earth, Mama Gaia. And after a few minutes, I was like, um, yeah, this isn't for me. I was like, uh, my feet are itchy. I was, like, anxious. I was going to step on dog shit. So... No, thank you. And then our dog pooped, like, literally right in the spot that you were walking. <laughs> so, you know, I'm that kind of hippie. Yeah. <laughs> the bougie hippie. Yeah, the best kind of hippie. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, what's our uh, first topic of the day? Okay, let's describe what, briefly, because anyone who knows Jason knows he's going to be some long-winded, so you prepare yourself for that, people. <laughs> So briefly describe to our beginners or people who have never played D&D, like what is D&D? D&D or Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's a tabletop role-playing game, which is kind of like a board game slash um, a storytelling, um, but it is collaborative with a group of players. One of those players is a little different than the rest. And they kind of um, f oversee and guide the story along, and all the other rest of the players. Uh, and that's usually, called the DM. Or yeah, that is the dungeon master. master or game master if you're playing different TTRPGs. Um, the other players are usually playing one, maybe two characters, depending on the type of campaign or game, and 
they kind of play through the story that the DM puts forth. And it's a collaborative story that gets created and everybody gets to enjoy it and play through it and kind of experience it. You know, that's one of the best parts of TTRPGs is that uh, the experiences you have while playing it actually get ingrained or stored in your brain in the same places that real memories and experiences get stored. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it can be a very therapeutic game. It can also just be a good outlet, some way to have fun. So you use your imagination a lot in fantasy. Um, And so I laugh when some people, I hear some people who have never played, and they're like, oh, it's too difficult or too hard for me. Let me tell you, children, if I could play, y'all could play. Yeah, it's definitely not difficult. It's not too difficult. Um, yes, there are a lot of rules, but you do not need to have those rules memorized or even know them or even remember them. Cause usually if you have a good DM, they remember all of them. Like Jason, when we play with Jason, Lord, he knows all the spells, everything. He's really good. Well, they're also easy to access on your phone yeah. during the game. So that's what I have is just access to them on my phone or out of the books, uh, the mini books that they have. Um, presented for rules and lore and uh, so many books. monster stats, things like that. Um, and so, yeah, a player really only needs to know how their character works um, and then, you know, be engaged and try to do things in the world as if you were really living in it. Um, and so But that's... it ain't that serious. Sometimes you can take oh. it too serious. Def- well, I definitely <laughs> take it too seriously, but uh, it can be a lot of fun. Um, so much fun. Yeah. It's been life-changing for us. Yeah, so it's definitely not difficult to get into, and I think everyone should try it at least one time. Even if Dungeons & Dragons isn't your thing, there are other tabletop role-playing type games that are fun to do. Um, you know, and the, really the best part about it is it's a reason to gather your friends together at your house or even online if you live away from other people and do it. Um, <laughs> I hate remotely. playing online or Zoom. No, thank you. Yeah, it, it can probably, be a little more difficult if you're not into the rules. That's probably my favorite part of D&D is the social aspect, just hanging out. Um, and, I mean, basically we just laugh, like, a lot. You laugh a lot. I mean, we're just inappropriate, making jokes. And... Um, well, actually, I would say my, well, that's part of it, too. My f- other favorite part is character creation. Yeah, that like is. Creating, fun. basically, like, your alter ego, almost. Um, well, I don't know. I've tried creating a character that I didn't really have anything in mind or any inspiration. Just, like, things I like. and But I have found it best when I create a character off, like, a character in a movie or something like oh have some starting point yes it helps you have like a personality or like i think like i did a character based off um the black mamba kill bill so i'm like what would she do oh she would just like fucking cut that guy's head off so (laughs) um but the character creation is so fun because, like, that part, there isn't really any rules a lot apart from, you know, specific classes and races that you pick from. But, you know, you can have any color hair, any color, uh, 
attire. Yeah, your aesthetics are yes. however you want to look. Um, I Which mean, there so are some fun. mechanical rules about armor and things like that. Um, but those are really, I mean, that just depends on how uh, gritty of a game you want to play, right? Um, not everybody even uses that type of rule. Some people just those kind of use homebrew? it as a basic. Is that homebrew? Home, homebrew rules, yeah. But some people just kind of play, I don't know imagination you know like have the game as a setting and a background and then they kind of just do what they want most young kids do it that way because reading the rules and encompassing them and really understanding how they all work mechanically can be difficult although fifth edition significantly easier um than editions prior uh that is a reference to Dungeons and Dragons having been around since I think the 79 77 something like that was when the first original three books came out and were for sale at Walden Books and places like that. See, everything um, good came from the 70s. We <laughs> see our house. It's yeah. And then, so there's been uh, several editions since then. Um, I think the most popular edition before 5th was 3rd edition or 3.5. Um, and uh, But you and I just got into this game after 5th edition had come out in um, 2012, something like that. Uh and um, that's when we have... Uh, I'm sorry, did you say we got into D&D, you and I, in 2012? No, I think that's when 5th edition came out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. child, we were not even together then. No. <laughs> um, right, My so bad. we have only known 5th edition other than video games. Oh, there I have see. been plenty of video games built off of Dungeons & Dragons, um, most notably Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, and those use 2nd edition rules or similar to 2nd edition rules. Um, so I am very familiar with those rules as well. But, yeah, the different editions have uh, grown over the years, and they've gotten much more player-friendly and uh, easy, more easy to customize your characters how you want them to be with less restrictions on um, where you can place stats I'm not and stuff much like that. of a rule follower, so I like to tiptoe and see where I can cross the line. I tend to let people players do whatever the heck they want when I'm running the game, too. Um, within you, reason. Which yeah. you did not at first, which I appreciate. You I had are, to learn the rules. You adapted. Um, so, well, speaking of that, so as a DM, like, what is your ideal campaign or, like, what would your ideal um, players be like? Um, well, I think the ideal player is just someone who is engaged in the setting, the world that has been created, um, you know. But what does that mean? Break it down a little bit. So a player who engages is going to try and um, speak with the NPCs in character. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do a voice or anything like that, but just, um, you know, tell the DM what you want to talk about with the NPC. Dialogue. Dialogue. yeah, I'd like them to question their surroundings. Um, I'm going to, you know, explain a, a scene or a situation that you're involved in. And I, to my best ability, I try to explain and give you visuals on everything that is important. But sometimes I miss things. So asking about your surroundings and where you're at is a really good way of engaging with the DM. Um, and then... When you create, when the player is creating their own idea of their backstory, where their character comes from, 
please involve yourselves with the dungeon master while you're doing that because that way the dungeon master has a chance of creating your background while they're creating their setting and lore for their world which means your character's going to have some reason to be there good point um but a backstory it doesn't have to be this crazy intensive story not like, at all just an idea because as a dm he has to know like well what is your goal like are you revenging your father's death or trying to find this missing crystal that's going to save your forest and restore you know where you lived you mentioned goals and that's a very important yeah. thing for a character to have to stay engaged in a campaign especially long campaigns that go over many sessions perhaps many years um so uh those goals don't have to be super specific in any means. Your goal might just be, I'm a druid and I want to learn the most um, powerful nature magic that I can find or primal magic that I can come across. And my goal is literally just to seek out and understand and learn magic. That's enough of a goal for a DM to really put things in the game that make your character want to learn those things and be involved. Um, the the backstory might very well be this person who has taken the kingdom over will killed my father who was going next in line to be king and I want revenge. And that goal is a very straightforward and uh, focused goal. And that might be a whole focus of a campaign. And the rest of the party um, kind of helps that character throughout while solving their own goals and doing their own thing. An entire campaign is definitely not focused on one thing. Uh, Having, Those tend to be very boring. Having small goals can help create a more enriching campaign for everyone. So I would agree with that. That's important. Um, what is your ideal DM? How is your ideal game to be played in? Ran. Um, DM? I don't really have any... I mean... Uh, definitely someone that guides for sure. Um, I hate when they're just like, so what are you doing? What do you want to do? And then that's it. I'm like, we need a little bit something. Cause I mean, you know, the story or the setting is more in your head. You have to help us see it too. Um, but you know, child, I love to beat some shit up and kill some monsters. And I'm very much a, battle time i hate going to the fucking store and buying armor now child that's boring mm -mm. yeah uh shopping Which episodes can jason get boring. likes to fucking shop for like 20 minutes and I'm well like, i like not? to give people who like to do that because there are players who very much enjoy that sort of thing and that's a good point i've had to learn how to be patient for those people because they're stupid I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> their fun is not no, is not kidding. invalid because it's not your fun yeah no you um, just got to be patient and yeah. um okay that's part of my ideal is when People give an opportunity for other players to shine, and they're not, like, trying to steal all the limelight. Do I do that? Oh, definitely not. No. Okay, I wouldn't good. say that at all. Because I do like the limelight, but I like to share, you know. Yeah. Just having well, everybody have their Combat moment. tends to work in that way as there are set turns for everybody to do their yeah, thing. Yeah, each player gets Each player gets turn. a time to shine. Um, in that sense, it's in the role-playing areas that that can be more difficult for someone, a DM especially. 
the more players you get, the harder it becomes to make sure that everybody gets their allotted amount of time to do what they want to do. And you also have to learn those players because some players won't want to do as much as other players will in those instances. Um, you mentioned shopping. Yeah, some players do love shopping. Others are just like, this is what I want. How much does it cost? Cool. Here you go. The end. And That's me. Out. Yep. Out. I changed my numbers on my sheet and I donned on that armor yeah um i just want the best item for the least amount of money and to get the fuck out the store (laughs) um i understand that completely um and i will say that this that the rules in the game i think are probably somewhere between 80 and 90 percent focused on combat um that is by far the most structured i didn't know portion of the game yeah the role-playing aspect is much is very much just a left to um, the dungeon master to kind of decide on how those things are going to rules. I mean, there are, or there are uh, skills that you have um, points for in your, your roles. Oh, I guess we should probably <laughs> describe that. This game what? of Dungeons and Dragons is what's called a D20 system game. A uh, game that uses dice. One of the most commonly used is a D20 and a 20-sided die. Um, but there are also D4s, D6s, standard dice, D8s, uh, D10s, and D12s, um, and D100s, for that matter. And if you had a uh, even bigger die than that, you could probably find some way to use that, too. This um, uh, reminds me of, like, when people are like, oh, you're first getting into D&D. You don't need anything. You don't buy anything. It's just your imagination. Lies! False! We have... How many sets of dice do you think we own uh probably well certainly more than 10 probably more than 15 but i'd say less than 20 no really yeah, yeah full sets yeah and then you start i got a few loose and, you know, d20s too when your two worlds collide you know i love me my crystals my healing crystals i have me an expensive ass set of amethyst dice you have what is it green fluorite green fluorite yeah um green fluorite fluorite so, you know, I mean, but you can also, they, hey, they have uh, dice at, what is it called? D&D dice? What is dollar it? store. At the dollar store. Yeah, they have a set of D20, uh, yeah. a set of dice. which Gaming use, dice. Yeah, gaming. A gaming set tends to consist of either um, six or seven dice, and that's a D4, a D6, a D8, a D10, a D12, and a D20. And if it's a seven set, then it comes with two D10s. One is a single digit D10, and the other one is a double digit D10. And you can roll both of those to get a D100. Um, so that is a normal set of gaming dice. And yeah, you can buy them at the dollar store. Yeah. Which I think so is you now don't $1. have $1. to spend a lot of money, but if you are, you know, anything like us. I mean, I own, if you want a DM, you're going to own a lot of books. Those books can get expensive, whether expensive. you buy them. Physically or PDF versions. Um, and I don't know if you can like get those at a thrift store. I don't know if people are... You, if you're lucky, We've you can tried. find them at used bookstores. Um, but it's really... Rare? Hard. I well, I will say hard. this. When the new edition of D&D comes out, uh, they have just recently, uh, within the last two weeks, released uh, D&D 1, which is a playtest material for the new edition of Dungeons & Dragons. They released this uh, online through their um, Unearthed Arcana. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is the brand or the company that owns Dungeons and & Dragons. And they have... Shout out to uh, them. Yeah, shout out to Wizards um, and uh, Washington. Uh, but they have released this, and it's in playtest right now. So for at least a year, probably closer to two years, 
It will be being played by players around the world, and they will be giving feedback to the company so they can create a new edition, which is, in their own words, uh, going to be backwards compatible with all the books we have for 5th edition. Mean? Meaning that any book from 5th edition can still be ran and used. Oh, like um, the rules... So the rules in the handbook will change a little bit, oh. but the information coming, like the lore and stuff coming from those books, will not change. Well, um, you kind of create your own lore. And the I mean, yes, I do, but many people don't. Now, oh. I'm a, I'm, I think a lot of DMs do create their own world and their own lore, but plenty of them are using the lore, and by all means, most of my lore has been stolen directly, not stolen, taken directly from D&D <laughs> and maybe twisted by. a little bit, right? Um, because it's way easier to use lore that's already been created for a bunch of races and creatures and stuff that you might not ever come racists. about. A bunch of racists. Just kidding. Races. <laughs> uh, which probably should be cultures now and not races, but... Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go away from that word. They certainly did not in the um, Why? What's wrong with the word races? I don't. Some people just find it... Um, Abrasive, and you could oh. use a different word term that would be less okay. um, Cultures, abrasive. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the biggest changes is now actually in this new one is that your uh, ability score increases don't come from your race anymore or your culture anymore. It comes from your background. So you can be any race and say, oh, I want strength as my big score that I get a okay, boost on. Okay, so it's targeted um, to build a more ideal character of what yeah, you're looking for. because obviously the only humanoid race in the, in the world is humans, and we come from all different backgrounds, and we have different skills and different, um, you know, physical attributes that come from, or physical and mental attributes. Um, so why wouldn't other races be the same in a world, in a fantasy world where elves and dwarves and gnomes and dragonborn all live together um and have massive populations they would have there would be people from all different walks of life i have in every an important culture. question for yes. you is it tiefling or tiefling it's tiefling, uh, <laughs> it's and tiefling. I say tiefling. Uh, tiefling is a uh traditionally uh human wait no i say tiefling you say tiefling too yeah yep. you changed it back i did i went with your way i think it's right because i've heard more people I... call it tiefling than tiefling <laughs> Because you know why? I put the T in tiefling. That's right. Uh, and a tiefling all is all a, um, a traditionally human, but can now be from any race that has been touched by uh, a demon, some or a devil. Somewhere, someone from the lower plains Diablo. has touched their family line somewhere in their past. And so they have some kind of a demonic appearance or devilish appearance. Um and that's a tiefling. And now in the oh, new... Oh, wait. I just want to touch on that real quick for new people. That does not mean it's evil. This oh, no. Not, yeah. This isn't an evil game. Some people think, you, you know... You can definitely play an evil game. You can, but... Well, sometimes we do. But <laughs> it's not, you know... It's just more like the goth of it. Like the aesthetic look of it. Right. It's, there is... There's nothing evil about this game. There is they no um, restrictions on how to play your character or how your character will be. Um, the lore now will state things like the drow, which are dark elves, elves that live in the Underdark. Um, the lore has a lot of ancient history as why they split from the regular elves and went under dark. But it states that most of them tend to lean to the evil side of things. 
Um, Child, but that I does not mean tell them you that ha- this game is not evil. And right. Like, what I'm saying evil. is that that again, like I was saying before, not everyone from every culture is the same. So you can play a, a and you that's can direct absolutely this game however good. you want, which is why Dungeons and Dragons is such a beautiful, beautiful game because you can make it whatever the fuck you want. You can also have experiences in this game that no other game like a board game or a video game, things like that, could ever produce. And that's because it's collaborative with other people. Um, Things can happen that no one ever expects. Um, Things can happen. People always like to keep certain parts of their backstories mysteries and play out through the campaign and reveal this information later and it'll surprise the hell out of everybody including the dm sometimes which is a lot of fun um when players surprise the dm that's that's really fun even if it's something is like oh my god i never would have thought to do something like that but yeah that's awesome do that thing you know cut the chandelier down and swing across the stairwell and stab that guy yeah that's a great idea that would be a lot of fun (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, um, so things like that, you know, can surprise you and ooh. happen where they just don't happen in a scripted game, like a video game or a board game. Do describe, like, think back if you can, uh, like to your favorite scene that one of your players did that you were like, that was fucking cool. Okay. The one that blew me away the most I think, okay. was a player of mine. Um, she is it Rachel? Yeah. Yes, she, I knew we were talking about uh, the same. This was a cool scene. Wanted to speak with the g- governor. I don't, I don't remember exactly the what bad town guy. It was. A bad guy or a good? No, guy? no, no. He was just a leader of oh. this town. He was like the political leader of this town. Um, big Elven City, actually. I mean, um, okay, but get to the city. meat and bones. Very important person. And she just kept saying, "Oh, I'm, I want to, I want to talk with this guy." And I was like, "Okay." Um, you know, persuade the secretary to see if you can actually see this guy. She did. She was able to roll and make a persuasion that made sense. She got to see this guy and then proceeded to basically sell herself and whore herself out to him to gather all the information she possibly could about what you guys were doing in the city. Oh, okay. this is not what I was. We are not. I, I was so not <laughs> expected. And, um, my favorite was... I let it work because <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what else to do in that situation. No, my favorite was when Ra- we were with Rachel and we were on that wagon, the cart, and the horses were p- pulling the cart. And what did she do? She, like, severed the horses from the cart and you don't remember. I don't remember that specific thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I really don't. I don't remember the details either. I just remember that was cool. Um, that was your a whore that was your surprised favorite. Surprised <laughs> me more than anything else that I've ever done as a DM. I was like, a whore what is, is happening? Jason's it's not my favorite. favorite. It's the most scene. Yeah, wow. The most surprising. Um, wow. Yeah, she blew me away with that one. Uh, let's see. You're a whore. Um, oh, uh, I had a player once, um, yeah, are we supposed to cast suggestion to on a troll and have him sit down in the campfire that you guys had, um, going and, and that worked. Uh, he failed, the troll failed his saving throw and that was unexpected. I was, I didn't know if any of you guys had fire magic to deal with the troll as trolls when they die regenerate unless they are burned from fire. 
and he didn't have any fire spells, so he suggested that he sit down in the fire, waited until the troll had enough hit points where he knew that if we killed him that round, he would not be able to regenerate, and you guys tackled a troll that way. Fucking that was really smart. cool. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was just tactically well. He was also yeah. a DM who was playing for the first time. Um, yeah, he had never played. He had only DM'd with his friends. So, Ooh, um, uh, man, I can't even think of his name right now. It was a while ago. Oh, wow. We're really good at yeah, this. He was, playing, <laughs> he was playing a warlock. Um, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Was it Jared? Yes, it was Jared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's so fun to play with. Oh, we should tell him to listen to this podcast. Oh, He'll we listen. <laughs> Jared, we miss you. We really would like to play again. I really you. enjoyed playing with you as a player. Yeah. yeah. You're very involved. Um Okay, what else? Is that it for the first episode? Uh, I think Are we, we still... boring the children? Yeah, do we have, don't you have another thing on there? I thought we had something else to talk about. I mean, we have so many things to talk about, but, you know, we have to do this in increments. Like, I would love to talk about the sheet and, like, what, charisma and the skills. Oh, yeah, like, really describe player characters and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be fun. But that's a whole, Um, and that's another episode. Exactly. There's uh, a lot to talk about. I would like to talk about House of the Dragon, by the way. First two episodes. Third episode comes out tonight. Oh, my gosh. Very excited. Um, Yeah, what are your initial thoughts it's definitely got the Game of Thrones, obviously, feels. It gave me all the feelings, which is amazing. Um, literally all the same feelings. I was like, lost, don't know who's who, don't know who's what family, whose sister's fucking whose cousin. Turn and, on the closed caption. Yeah. I was like, you know what? When you're at work tomorrow, I'm going to rewatch these. I'm going to write out a map. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm a different kind of smart, though. But, you know, in D&D, that's why I'm saying anybody can play. It's just a different way of learning. I call it dumbing it down, but I need to be nicer to myself. Um, But, you know, I just have to do some extra steps to ensure that I understand what's going on. And I have it down for the most part of what's going on in House of Dragons. But when they have, this is what pisses me off, people. Let me tell you. What are the two chicks' names? Ray, Rhaenyris and Rhaenyria. Like, it, I'm like, really, assholes? Like, Rhaenyra and Rhaenyris. Yeah. I'm like, really? You're going to have two names like that and get me all mixed up? Yeah. And fairly main characters so far in the two episodes. So, yeah. Difficult to get um, across at first. Well, but. I heard from you. You said that. It, a lot of people were turned off because of all the bloodshed or killing in the first That's episode. That's what I had heard, but I didn't. Bitch, it wasn't I enough. I want some Quentin Tarantino fucking blood on the <laughs> camera. I want some. Yeah, but that's intentionally ridiculous. Yeah, no, Whereas which House I love Dra- that. House of the Dragon is trying to be, like Game of Thrones, r- somewhat realistic. Now, how realistic that really is, no, none of us lived in the Middle Ages. And um, I believe the numbers actually show that, you know, most people got injured and weren't killed in those battles and then died later from their injuries or just... Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But Couldn't it's good. It it's good. It's a little slow. Um, but, you know, I think they're trying to establish, like, the story base or the... What am I saying? Yeah, the political base. I mean, Game of Thrones was slow in a lot of episodes, too. Um, yeah, I guess so. I think I just... Awesome, yeah, because I, I don't have an attachment or know the characters yet. 
Yeah, um, all brand quote, new. It's, quote, slow to me. Yeah. Yeah, all brand new. Um, it takes place 200 years before oof. the original Game of Thrones series. Uh, I don't know anything about the books. I've never read the books. We should do that. Um, yeah. But um, I really enjoyed the first series with, you know, the ending being what it was. But um, this new one is fun. I think the political, I think it's going to be just as uh, uh, good as Game of Thrones. I think it's going to be grab you, hook you, like. Yeah, you the know. political implications that they've created already in the first two episodes are enough, I think, to have a Last really good a series going. And um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Also, shout happens. out to shit. What's his name? I'm really bad with the characters. The guy who stole, well, I'm Damon. Like, Damon, shout out to him because he's in the Crown, which I also love the Crown. Oh, the actor. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. Um. Very good already. I hate him as a character, which is awesome because yes, he's really good. He's at doing that. a really good job. Yeah. Um. What's the blonde, the princess who's gonna be the queen now? Rainaria. Rainier, Rainier. I, don't I don't know how to pronounce it. She puts the rain in it, though, because she's going to yeah, be a rainy really queen. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, um, but she is an actress I've never seen before. Uh, yeah, I think I she's like brand in... new or in very small things before, because I've she never seen her. She's about to be either. soups, totes, pops. And she seems to be very good. Um, and her character yes. is already uh, stronger than I thought they would make a 15-year-old would-be queen. That's all she's 15. supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what else? What else are we watching? Uh, Discovery. Star Trek Oh, Discovery. yeah. That has been out for a while, though. But it's yeah. new to us. I'm I, at, and new to us, yeah. they've. I think there's three or four seasons now. Three seasons. We're barely on. Second season. Second now. season. Yeah. That um, is so good for all the Star Trek fans, if you haven't watched it like us. It is worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Um, um, we were trying to finish, for some reason you had it in your head, that we had to finish all of Voyager. Before we yeah. and I was like, the, I am ready for discovery. I think we're like five episodes from finishing Voyager know, two. We which, need to finish it. Well, but. I've been sort of, I get really sad when shows ep- end. Yeah, so Hi, I guys. stop watching it because I'm like, no, I don't want it to end. And then I sort of like I do this with Drag Race. I know it's gonna end, so I won't watch those episodes. Like literally, I will wait like six months and watch those episodes, and then I'm like, yes, the new season's gonna come out. <laughs> So yeah, that it drags on. Yeah, but then which is so undoubtedly stupid. you're gonna be you know, oh, you're how many find times, out who won. How many times have I been on Instagram and I'm like, God damn it, I freaking saw the winner. Yep. That's so. why you gotta No and now they have so many different shows that regardless if you finish one on time, you know, with it coming out every week, there'll be another one coming <laughs> out the next week anyway. So We have all the countries. Yeah. Ugh. That's going to be a different... I'm going to have a whole episode dedicated to RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, it's popular enough, that's for sure. I mean, there are a lot... I mean, isn't she the now? RuPaul has more Emmys than any other... Black, black artist. artist. Yeah, she just got amazing. her... It was either 14th or 5th... I don't know. 11, 14... I don't know. I'm bad at these things. She got... She is silly with Emmys. It's a buttload of Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the show is great. People love it. It is very popular. And well, it's a beautiful message about yeah. being inclusive and loving everyone and being yourself and having fun. And listen, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Yeah. And <laughs> we kind of are all putting our faces on for the rest of the world, right? 
can't. Everything's drag. Our clothes. Well, that's why D and D's great because you get to put on another face. It's and drag. Pretend to be a different face. It's drag in fantasy nerdy form. Yeah, and your characters Bye-bye. tend to be very drag. Well, duh, it's yeah. me. <laughs> the drama. Uh, who was darling. the one with the long blonde curly hair and the uh, uh, Fu Manchu mustache? Like, oh, Beatrix uh, Kiddo. Was that Beatrix? The yeah, but that Beatrix? wasn't based off of. Black Mamba. It was based off Pai Mei, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the look, not yes. necessarily the character. But um, yeah, she was a lady with a beard. And yeah, she but was she was a wizard. Awesome. Yeah. I think she was a necromancer. Ooh, let's talk about that. What's your favorite um, class? Race? Culture? What's my favorite Culture? class? No, that's class. <laughs> yeah. Race would be. See, elf, I still human. don't even know. Children, I've been playing D&D for how long? I don't know these things. What's my favorite class in D&D? Yeah. Oh, God. That's a tough. Mine tough, is wizard. Tough, tough I question. love being a wizard. I love, I love wizard for its um, versatility because you can learn every wizard spell in the game and yep. you can have access to those on any given day. You just have to prepare the ones you need for that day. And you're really, really good battlefield control and useful in RP situations. You so have a lot of different So it sounds like wizard is your favorite. I am leaning more towards warlock now because of the i've never played a warlock storyline rpg role-playing um aspects behind it because i am less worried about mechanical advantages even though warlock can be very strong the idea that you're getting your power from some entity that is significantly more powerful whether that be a good entity an evil entity some entity you don't know anything about or just a magical weapon, maybe cursed weapon that's talking a to you. A dildo. That's giving you powers. <laughs> just gives your character a lot to do in-game and make your um, make your role-playing a little easier for you. Um, and you get a lot of cool magic, and you get a lot of cool abilities. Um, okay. But then the bard. The bard is also... Ugh. The bantering bard. The bard is cool because it's a full spellcaster like a wizard. Now you only learn a limited number of spells, which is why they're not as... um, Bards are fun to play. Not as uh, versatile, but there's something about charisma being your number one score. Charisma, uniqueness, the rest of the game easier. And talent. Yeah. Which is also why warlocks are good because charisma is also their main Okay, describe your favorite character that you've ever created in the name and everything. Oh, my favorite character. Cyprio. Yeah, Cyprio. The wizard, <laughs> I knew for it. Sure. Uh, high elf wizard. Um, no, Graviturgist wizard. So he was oh. focused on gravity. Um, most of the cool. spells I knew. I mean, Describe I knew what he looked spells, like, too, because he was. Cool uh, he was looking. tall, skinny. Um, uh, See, this part you get to make your character hair, look like whatever you want. Big, so. big pointy ears because of the Didn't he have a hat? world it was in. Yeah, and then he, um, much like the uh, character from Dark Souls, um, yes. Logan uh, had a big hat, big hat Logan. Uh, he wore a real big uh, brimmed hat, and that actually was his spell book. He used magical thread to weave the spells so into the hat. freaking cool. Um, and then would cast from the hat, and you never could see his face in, when he was role-playing in public and stuff. Um, awesome character. Yeah. Uh, he was a, a cool name too. He, I came into a campaign after not losing another character, but having retired another character. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm... so I started at a higher level, and I played him from sixth to Probably eighth level. Probably just scared level. half our listeners. Um, 
And we stopped the world from being eaten, man. The <laughs> sun was going to be eaten. I'm laughing at <laughs> one of my favorite characters that Jason and I played together as siblings was um, Grundel and Jarvid. And they were based off, if any of you have seen or haven't seen Norsemen. You should watch Norsemen. You should watch it now. It Netflix. is a hysterical program. Really funny. Um, yeah, we were siblings, and we had the what is that? Viking esque dwarfs. Um, uh, yes. And I was a I was a, actually a multi class rogue and warlock, and you were a bard or a wizard. What were you? Shit, I don't know. I don't remember I what was you were. Funny. Either. That's why I was. You were funny. <laughs> yeah. It was hysterical. We cracked up the whole it, time. Everybody was cracking up because we had the uh, what is it called? A Viking accent? No, what is it? Oh, a Nord- Nordic, Nordic accent. Yeah, yeah. accent. I mean, Which terribly. Not yeah, not good. I'm not good at it. the television shows. Yeah, I would not want to say we had Nordic accents. We had terrible accents that we pretended. Norseman character that inspired. We stole from them. Yeah. And yeah. But, you know, it's a fantasy world, so. You could do what you want. Yeah, accent comes you from wherever you want. You could do what you want. I do what I want. Um, my favorite character. Ooh, what is my favorite character I've ever created? Your last monk was pretty cool. Yeah, but I would say Vagitarius. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Stars Druid? No, I was a... It was based on my Zodiac sign, Jason. I was a... Um, now I'm blanking. Circle the, of the Stars Druid, right? Was I? And you have the constellation on your body when you would transform. Wasn't that that character? I know you played that character. I was just thinking I was a, a centaur... Oh, that's right. That yeah. was the... Okay, uh, that's... You confusing me, child. Yeah, my I bad. I don't need extra help with that. Um, I'm that confused was, on my own enough. That was the campaign we played in the um, Theros uh Okay, but we're talking setting. about me right now. Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> was a good kidding. one. Um, but she was cool looking. She was a centaur. Archer. She had the hugest fucking titties that ever were. And with no top on, she did had the body wore paint. All over her. I can't remember how I had my hair, but I had. It was a long ponytail. Like fairy wings. I think too, it's the background of out. your uh, computer, is it not? No, it's Frida Kahlo right now. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, it's the background on my iPad. Oh, gotcha. Um. Anyways, that is also so fun. Oh yeah. So like, for anyone our friends who don't play D and D, and you're like, oh my god, for some reason now I want to play. Let me try honestly you don't even if you're not that invested but you're like this sort of piqued your interest i swear to god creating the character is so fun like even if you just play a one shot and a one shot is where you just get together with your friends and play like one time um so you don't have to make any commitments you yeah, don't have to let anyone down beginning to end in one session yeah um unless everyone really likes it and then it continues but that's anyways if you are at all interested to any of my friends who I've been trying to convince to play, <laughs> um, a one-shot is for you. But creating the character por- portion is so much fun. It's one of my favorite parts, but I think it's like a little, like everybody enjoys that, right? That's why I, I think... never finish video games and I just restart new characters because yes. it's the best part of and ca- like, creating so characters. So Hero Forge is where you can like literally bring your character to life. Like you have it envisioned in your head. Hero Forge you... is a website where yes. you can create a mini yes a miniature like to print out or buy or if you have a 3d printer like us because we're nerds you can print out yourself but anyways they have all the colors all the things you need to create and like we spend hours creating our characters you spend hours creating your characters on there 
You don't? No, I created Cyprio in about 20 minutes. And then oh, I you, think that's the I think only they have like, I've if you're made. not good at it and you don't want it, like I literally, like every detail you can do, like the color of your ring and diamond, like you can, you that's can why twist I spend, the hand into whatever that's why I spend you want, hours. The arms, but they the also body, have, the head, everything. Yeah, they also have like pre made, like, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they have color palettes and stuff. Correct. They have pre made color palettes. But, you they know, she's a graphic designer, darling. She's very specific. Yes. So, eventually, you'll be able to create your own Hero Forge. Oh, my God. There's oh. so many things I can do with my new degree that I'm going to get. Okay. I think this is good. I think we've... That's a lot to digest. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. Again, thank you to our friends and family um, for forcing yourself to listen to me. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um and then for people who play D&D, we will get more into it. Sorry, it's all newbie stuff for the new people. Um, hopefully you bared with us. Yeah, and I hope it's not entirely D&D focused. I'd like other things to You don't even have to hope. About. You don't even have to pray. You don't even have to wish. You just do because this is our podcast and we could do whatever we want. Whatever. I yeah. do what I want. Stay tuned for, you know, we'll talk about everything. We will talk um, about a lot of things. Probably a lot of Star Trek because that's our, we've been doing a lot of Star Trek watching lately. Is that our favorite, favorite thing? Like That's my favorite television series. Probably mine too because there's so or many. Or group of series, I guess. Series of series. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Orville is probably better than all of them, but there's only one Orville. Oh, I love the Orville. (laughs) Seth MacFarlane, you're a fucking genius. Okay, we will talk Um, about the Orville next time. Okay, but um, for people who, or for anyone, I don't know why I'm limiting myself here. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, recommendations, tips, Things you would like us to talk about on future episodes, please email us at thebanteringbards at gmail.com. Um, T-H-E-B-A-N-T-E-R-I-N-G-B-A-R-D-S at gmail.com. That's right. Okay. Um, and uh, soon there'll be a Twitter and uh, other things, too. We'll oh, try no, to let's... reach out on other social media. Um, we're on Instagram. I don't know, Facebook? Are we doing that? I don't no, know. fuck yeah. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook sucks. Okay, we shouldn't say stuff like Sorry. that. Sorry. We'll edit that out. <laughs> I mean, Facebook specifically. Meta okay, might have be some quiet. other stuff going on. Who knows? Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And D&D is for everyone, and it's the most fun you can have with your brain. <laughs> I stole those from people online, actually. That was from uh, Matt Colville. And, um, Shout Triant out to Monk. him. I like Matt Colville. Triant Monk always says D&D is for everyone. Um, so have fun. It really is, though. That's like what's beautiful. You're, not, you're never too old, too young, too nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks Pe- for listening. Peace and blessings, y'all.